Hello, this is Irliana Samsara, StarsoundAstrology.com, and the latest episode of Star Sound Speaks. This is kind of like an impromptu part two of the previous eclipse podcast on the lunar eclipse. Um, in um, true Mercury retrograde fashion, we are re we are redoing things. <laughs> and Mercury is Gemini, right? Duality. So here's a second eclipse talk about the lunar eclipse. Um, just some more thoughts. It's really about how, um, you know, eclipses, they're really like fractals. You know, the word fractal where it's like, it, it's a pattern of a larger pattern. And you see that in those beautiful images, those like NASA fractals. You can look up really cool images on, on Google and and see how beautiful they are. And in eclipses, um, they they contain seeds that, uh, you know, you could say seeds that germinate later and blossom. So the themes and the energies and the events and things that happen around an, an eclipse, whether it's solar or lunar, always pay attention, be really aware of the energies around it because they get developed later on. Um, in the next episode or two, you know, in the, uh, down the road, I'm going to talk about the Great American Eclipse activation, which is actually next month, around August 15th. Um, we're going to see the Mars activation of that. We've waited two years for that, but um, today, and that's going to be huge, absolutely huge, for many reasons. But anyway, I'm going to talk today about the uh, activation of this lunar eclipse. This lunar eclipse is at 24 degrees of Capricorn. And, uh, you know, there's always a new moon on the solar eclipse is always a new moon and the lunar eclipse is always a full moon. And uh, so this is like a full moon on st- on steroids. And th- this one is conjunct Pluto. So this is a super, super intense <laughs> full moon. And since Capricorn rules government and the structure of society and the s- politics and such, uh, we're, we're really paying close attention. Um, and also the status quo and people in high places. And of, of course, we've, we're seeing this ongoing, um, you know, uh, it seems to be never-ending drama in the White House. Um, and we also saw it most, um, you know, intensely in, in the last week in between the lunar, the solar and the lunar eclipse. What did we have? Jeffrey Epstein's indictment and Acosta resigning, the labor secretary, the one who did the plea bargain nine years ago. And all these things are coming to light. And um, we also saw um, Deutsche Bank um, w- laid off 18,000 workers. And what most people didn't know is the, the next day, tailors were seen walking in, entering the building, and they were fitting suits, custom-made house visits to fit these $1,800 suits on on the executives and the higher echelons. And it, it got into the press, and there was photographs taken of these tailors, you know, going in there to do this work. And they thought, wow, gee, really? You know, these, these workers had barely taken their things in their little box in their plants home, you know, leaving the building. And then these, these guys are coming in to fit suits. And it, it was almost like a, a moment of you know, let them eat cake kind of thing. That's what, what I thought of. Um, so anyway, um, 
you know, it was interesting to see that there's that energy of the, about the elite and the, you know, Pluto is, is, all, is all about the other people's money and, and banking systems and the, the oligarchy and, you know, ruled by the wealthy and all that. So that is all being completely challenged and uh, broken up as, as we have seen, you know, and slowly and steadily. Um, you know, the day that Pluto went into Capricorn, zero degrees of Capricorn, was in 2008. And that very day was the day that the uh, we had that meltdown on Wall Street, the whole shakedown with Goldman Sachs and the coll- GM, the collapse of GM and the bailout, the government bailout. So that was, what, 11 years ago. Um, so... Yeah, that this this eclipse and these eclipses are about this, you know, transfer of power into a into a more humane, um, compassionate framework of society, divine, feminine, matriarchal, um, you know, compassion, compassion, compassion. Can't say it enough. Hmm. Anyway, so um, what I wanted to mention was. One of one of the things is that um, oh by the way, July eighth, which was the day Jeffrey Epstein got arrested, that was that day was an activation of last year's July twenty seventh lunar eclipse at four degrees of Aquarius, and uh, we know we were all saying how important that lunar eclipse was. It was extremely important and. Um, it actually caused an eclipse on Pluto. So if you were standing on Pluto, you would see the Earth in, and if you had really good vision, (laughs) um, you would see the Earth eclipsing the Sun if you were standing on Pluto. That hadn't happened in like 160-something years, um, this this lineup. So uh, again, you know, we pay attention to these things. So the day that... Um, Mars activated that, Jijing, uh, there we are, the um, activation of the um, July 27th eclipse, see it's almost, almost a year later, it, it uh, showed up, and uh, you know, that was all, it, Aquarius, on the shadow side of Aquarius is trauma, you know, trauma and catastrophe, and uh, the Leo-Aquarius eclipse cycle, and what is Leo? Youth, right? Trauma and youth, and so playing out with the the Epstein situation underage <sighs> underage girls anyhow um so we have that and um also the August 11th eclipse last August 11th at 18 degrees of Leo is one of the last Leo um um Aquarius eclipses that um, the Mars is going to translate that point on July 30th so that's two weeks from now right before the new moon uh, we're going to have the Mars activation so when Mars activates the eclipse point which was 18 degrees of Leo when when Mars activates it means action is taken or there's an opening or an advancement you know, hopefully, um, you know, I mean, it could be either way. It's not like it's good or bad per se. It's just movement and action. Um, so anyway, hopefully that will be for the for light, sharing light and not, you know, in a combative way. But anyway, that uh, so we might be seeing again, because it was from the Leo Aquarius eclipse cycle, we might be seeing 
you know, that would, that would point to things opening up. And, uh, you know, in that regard, so we might have another Epstein development on that day, you know, but we'll see what happens. Maybe more people are named, because that is the day before Mercury stations direct. So there's always the few days before Mercury turns retrograde and before it turns back direct. It's always like sand being kicked up. You know, I, I, I always advise my clients, you know, um, the the hardest parts of Mercury retrograde are really the entering it and leaving it. And I always say it's almost like a car in the desert. You know, you ever see those car commercials where the car does like a, a U-turn and the it's driving along some like mesa, you know, dry desert land and it just does this sharp U-turn and it kicks up all this sand and dust. You know, and it's a, it's kind of like that where it, it it can be very um, it can be stressful and just a little dis, just a little discombobulated, but remember always maintain your do your best to maintain your humor because Mercury retrograde Mercury is the trickster okay so we have to find the humor in all these these uh, daily little upsets with cars and mechanical devices and communications and things like that. But anyway, so yes, um, July 30th, getting back to the eclipse activation. So there's Mars is going to translate that August 11th eclipse point. So uh, that's that's going to be another interesting day to look for. But um, in this case, I just wanted to say that this particular eclipse that's happening today, a 24 cap, the lunar eclipse, um, Mars is going to activate that next March. And Saturn's going to activate it in January. So January 22nd to 30th, Saturn will translate this eclipse point, today's eclipse point. And then Mars is going to do it two months later, March 22nd, roughly. You know, we, we've got time zones here, but on or around the, those dates. 24 degrees. So um, what have we been seeing in the news? Banks, like we were saying, Deutsche Bank. Um, Epstein, Trump, right? What else is new? Trump, right? Um, the um, I just happened to see a headline, by the way. Very didn't see m- much coverage of this, but there was this one headline somewhere. Was it Twitter? Somewhere that said that uh, one government official was saying that you know the government may run the U.S. government may, may run out of money in a few months. And I'm like, nah, that's not the kind of headline we want to be reading about. Never, you know, whoever wants to read that any at any time, right? But uh, especially right now. So that could be something where budget, government budgets, you know, certainly um, that that is a possible a possibility. Um, and another thing to look for is the Vatican. You know, this Emanuela Orlandi case where this woman, young girl, she was only like 14 or 15 and she got kidnapped and was never seen again. And they they were, you know, they were trying, they got some anonymous tip and they, they opened this crypt in the Vatican cemetery and then there was no bones there. And it's just, it reads like some kind of mystery, like some, some great, it would make a great movie. But um, unfortunately, this was a real story and it was very sad. Um, she was kidnapped in 1983. So when you're an astrologer and you you look at dates, right, pattern recognition, and I'm like, hmm, 1983, that was two eclipse cycles ago. So there were Cancer Capricorn eclipses in roughly 2000, 2001. And the previous cycle was 1983. 
283. So there it is. So sometimes things that are uh, that happen then come up for resolution in the next cycle, or sometimes it's in this case two cycles later. So we may be getting a breakthrough. We may finally be getting answers that her family has waited for for you know 36 years. We may be seeing something there. So um, anyway, um, but and and it could very well be that it's on dates when Mars and Saturn you know, activate. So, you know, January, March. Now, other, you know, every, every month, the moon comes around, of course, you know, at, at, and hits every, every degree of the zodiac in, in 28 or so days. Um, but it doesn't, oh, it, it can give us a whiff of the eclipse energies, but it really takes a Mars or a Saturn to have that kind of heft. So anyway, um, um, um yeah, there we go. And Pluto, of course, you know, Pluto barely moves, but the fact that it's in Capricorn and the eclipse cycles in Capricorn, all right, you know, we're going to see that it's been playing tag all year with um, with Saturn together. So this is giving us this historic kind of uh, framework for the planet right now. <laughs> anyway, so blah, blah, blah. Uh, what I wanted to say was... Um, well, another interesting thing too, if you you know you probably heard about the um, in New York City the power went out on I believe it was last Saturday night in Manhattan and it was only about thirty blocks I, I believe it was maybe a little it was in Midtown Manhattan from about forty in the forties to you know on the on the west side of Manhattan. It did, thankfully, only um, was out for like, you know, several hours, and then it was back on by the end of the evening. Um, People were very polite, which was lovely to hear that there was not chaos and, uh, you know, confusion. I remember the last blackout, I was um, in New York City, and it was in 1977, and it it was pretty horrific. I think they even did a documentary about it, and maybe did Spike Lee do um there was a movie made uh about you know w- with the blackout i know there was a documentary but anyway uh there it was oh he did summer of sam different right this is, anyway this was the um the blackout and how how much chaos it was Obviously, it was a way huger, you know, a huge uh, swath that went down, and it was way, way, way bigger than what happened Saturday night. However, it was interesting to show to see people were very kind and polite and helpful with each other. And these singers on Broadway, because they had to cancel the Broadway shows, the musical, some of the singers from some of the shows came out and sang to the fans on the sidewalk, you know, numbers from the show. And I thought that was really cool. But anyway, but interesting though, the metaphor here, the symbolism is that the power went out in New York. Remember earlier we were saying it's like a fractal, maybe a shape of things to come. The power goes out in New York. So what's New York, right? The world center for power. So literally the lights going out, it's like there's a transfer of power. There's this whole paradigm shift of what constitutes power. What is our real power? You know, is it or is it the corporate status quo? Is it, you know, the materialistic world and skyscrapers and 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 stuff? You know, or what is? Where do we want to base our society on? And here's the universe. You know, <laughs> the the lights going out. So. 
Just want to leave you with that one. Something to think about. Okay, uh, let's see. The, um, what else did I want to say? I think that was, yeah, those were the things I just really wanted to call your attention to. And, um, and the other, the, the last little piece I want to say about this is there's, we want to um, also remember to empower ourselves. We want to do our shadow work. We are closing the door on the past. That's what a lunar eclipse is. It's really about closing the door in the, on the past and um, also the emotions, you know, allowing our emotions. I mean, obviously, the pain body of, of uh, women, the collective pain body of women has been so intense for so many centuries and now it is really unraveling at breakneck speed at warp speed. So, you know, it's it's a little messy, but of course, you know, we're we're healing things that have long been entrenched on our planet. So, we're we want to give ourselves and everyone else a lot of room here to just be. And um compassion, again, we go back to that word, compassion and um just reaching out, taking care of each other, one another and ourselves. That's so, so critical in a Cancer Cap eclipse cycle and in a lunar eclipse. So anyway, um, you know, what comes up for me with Cancer, I'm thinking it's water, right? And the moon, the moon is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's water and taking salt baths, that would be very Cancer Cap, right? A salt or Epsom salt or working with crystals and, you know, programming them and bringing forth all this compassionate, nurturing, healing energy. Um, so we, we want to offer that. And also to say, too, I, you know, loving yoga and having it in my life for so many years, uh, I want to point out that there are um, mantras that uh, we, you know, using mantra, song and singing and chanting mantras, these are powerful prayers, you know, Sanskrit or what, whatever mantra and whatever language, that, you know, that works for you. Uh, there's, you know, Kabbalah mantra, there's, you know, Hindu and Vedic mantra and Tibetan and, you know, you know, pick whatever. But um, these are ancient, uh, sacred geometry and sacred, um, sacred sounds that have been around thousands of years. And they are here to reprogram consciousness. So let's use them. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to suggest, um, you know, the, with the Pluto being so close to the moon, we might want to do some chants. Uh, Shiva, you know, in the in the uh, the Vedic tradition, Shiva is uh, represented by Pluto. So Shiva is like the god of destruction. So you could say it's like the god, the the aspect of the divine that isn't is destroys things in order to re, you know start life again. So that's Shiva, and Kali, goddess Kali or Kali Durga. She's also known as Kali Durga. That's the aspect, that's like the divine feminine archetype of kind of like a female Shiva. So it's taking down the ego. And she is traditionally depicted with um, a sword in her hand, cutting, and it sounds jolly, but she's cutting off the heads of men. You know, no offense, nothing personal, but let's face it, the ego, right? The male ego, way stronger than the female ego. It's just the way it's been. Anyway, they always show her cutting off the heads of guys and she's, she's got like a necklace of skulls around her, 
you know, it's a, it's a necklace of skull heads and, uh, you know, with her tongue hanging out and, the, you know, that angry, wrathful kind of, you know, what she's doing is slaying the ego. So a lot of people get um, afraid and they see Kali because, you know, she, she's just a fierce mofo. And, uh, but she's there to slay the ego. She's not slaying people. She's slaying the ego so that we can shine bright, that we are empowered and our true essence comes out. So uh, a Shiva and Kali mantras would be really good Rx for this timing. But again, anything that really calls to you that's uh, sacred and done in a sacred manner will definitely go a long way to heal our planet and ourselves. Um, Let's see, yantras. The word yantra, Y-A-N-T-R-A, a yantra is a sacred geometry symbol, and you can look them up in Google Images. And there's a Sri Yantra, which is, um, you know, is a universal symbol. There's ones for Kali Durga. There's colors and shapes that are associated with each of these deities, these aspects of the divine. So that would also be a, a, a cool thing to uh, look into and perhaps meditate on, because a lot of people use them for meditation, or you could just put them on your wall. So these are all tools that we want to proactively engage with these things. So it's not about reaction so much as proactive, being proactive. Like the people in New York City, the, those, the people who were in the theater, they could have just sat there or stood on the sidewalk and complained, but instead... Um, what happened, the actors decided we're going to get proactive and sing to everybody. So they use this as an opportunity to reach out. So again, like, let's be inspired by that. Using difficult situations as an opportunity to connect, to be proactive. I think I've covered everything. So that's, those are my thoughts for the eclipse and... Um, I will probably I will close with this thought. Saturn and Pluto, they're intense, you know. They're very intense planets. These are these are planets that are represent the collective of society, and they cover a wide swath. And the um, you know, this is real. Saturn only comes around every twenty-seven to twenty-nine years. In this, in the sign, so it was last in the sign in what nineteen eighty-nine. So that's when the Berlin Wall came down. Saturn rules walls. Well, now what we're dealing with that Mexico Wall situation crisis. Um, we we've come around again to that's you know it's Saturn has returned into Capricorn. Pluto has not been in Capricorn since the 1770s. Well, we all know what happened then. Hopefully, we got enough, you know, smarts to figure that one out, right? It's not like people are going, oh, uh, what happened then? Um, You know, like they did a survey years ago about kids. Um, Most kids didn't even know that the District of Columbia, they thought the District of Columbia was in South America. That's really scary. So, 1776... 1763, I think, is when Pluto went into Capricorn, so it obviously oversaw the American Revolution, right? Paradigm shift, major paradigm shift, monarchy, democracy. So, um, you know, 
what I want to say is since the last 30 years when Saturn was in Capricorn, you know, that's another point to check in on, a cycle of time. So what have we been working on for the last 30 years? It's time to take stock of that, the, the very disciplines, for example, cultivating you know, powerful structures in our lives and, and, and spiritual disciplines. Um, so now it's like harvest time. Now it's like the chickens have come home to roost with the Pluto-Saturn south node freight train, as I call it. And we're looking at that, right? Um, so in our own lives, there's a harvest here. Um, what are we harvesting? What, after all these years of effort, you know, we're going to have a harvest. The harvest is now coming due. Is it a sweet harvest from what we've been working on? Or is it a bitter harvest of the things that we, you know, got lazy about or didn't want to attend to or take responsibility for? We're, you know, ouch, feeling the pain of that in whatever area of our life that needs to be corrected. So this is a very important time to do whatever we can, not beat ourselves up about the last however many years, but to really take honest appraisal and do something. Step into action, make a plan, move forward, stop judging, just move forward, be proactive and compassionate. Um, there, tonight, I'll just close with this, okay? Tonight in, in my uh, yoga class, we did yoga nidra. It's another great thing besides mantra, okay? Making you writing this down? Please write this down. Uh, yoga nidra, N-I-D-R-A, yoga nidra is uh, it's, it's Sanskrit. It means yogic sleep. And it's this kind of really cool, deep, uh, maybe 20, 30, 20 minutes, maybe long, uh, where it's a guided meditation where you're lying in Shavasana, you're lying on your back, and you're listening to the teacher, and they walk you through this beautiful, um, you know, parlay. And it puts you in this very deep place. I don't know, I can't explain the science of it, but it, they say it's actually even more beneficial than sleep. That's how rich and rejuvenating it is to the body. If you have PTSD, whether you're a veteran or you've just experienced PTSD or you've been dealing with it, this has been, they're finding outrageous results. Yoga Nidra, look it up. You can see probably things on YouTube. That would be another great practice for this eclipse. It's just quiet. Eclipses are about being still and quiet and just being in the energy. So Yoga Nidra would be a very calming, proactive, but calming and supportive and nurturing practice. And it's something that we want to be incorporating. You'll find great healing on physical, mental, spiritual, emotional levels with Yoga Nidra. But um, the Guru Dev, Yogi Amrit Desai, developed a lot of this uh, work, and uh, the um, that's the, um, the the script that we were going by in the class tonight. And this is what I came away from. The teacher, I asked the teacher, could you please um, give this? You know, g- let me know what this is because I'm going to put it on the podcast. The, um, the suggestion that was given to us in this kind of alpha state, I don't know if it's alpha, I can't figure that stuff out, but you know, we were in a really cool place. 
and the um, the mantra was, "There is nothing more important than loving myself and transforming my life." So I'll say it again. There is nothing more important than loving myself and transforming my life. And I just love that. So I invite you to take that with you. You know, Put that in your pocket. Take it with you. When we're in a jam, just come back to that thought. Come back to the breath. Come back to that thought. Do some mantra. Pranayama. Breathing. All of it. These are outrageous power tools. So we can greet what is occurring in our society with peace and calm. Proactive. That's the way. That's what our new society is pointing to. So... I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I send you all many, many blessings. Namaste. And um, until next time, Star Sound Speaks, Irliana Samsara, starsoundastrology.com. Have a great one.